Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, if you're thinking about dinner, I have a great place you should go. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. I've been talking about them for years, it feels like, because they are just so good at what they do. Uh, the meats are smoked, it seems like, forever. And it's more than just ribs. And the ribs are fantastic. They smoke the corned beef and, of course, brisket. Uh, they smoke their meatloaf. Everything is so incredibly delicious. Not to mention they have great non-barbecue options. Sides, fantastic. Their beans, I don't even like beans, but I eat them. I eat those beans because it has, like, the the drippings from the from bacon and from... Uh, the brisket, it's just so good. And the mac and cheese is fantastic. You can go there for dessert. They have two great locations in the Denver metro area. One is in Centennial off of Arapahoe Road, and the other one is in North Denver. I cannot recommend Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew enough. Once you go there, whatever place you go to now, you go to Smoking Dave's, you won't go back to the other place. I'm sure they're good and they're fine, yada, yada, yada. Go to the best. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Mace, have you seen the movie Friday Night Lights? Uh, yes, many, many years ago. Good, great, fair. What'd you think? Fine. Nothing great? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's not one that's in my rewatch rotation. Is it point. worth watching? It's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, have you seen it? I have. I, uh, I prefer the TV show. But that yeah, might be but, a generational thing. Yeah, but I, and I think that's that the the TV show kind of stuck more than the than the movie. And I, honestly, like fo- football movies are tough to do. And I think part of it is kind of the nature of the sport. It's you know it's it it doesn't lend itself to kind of one on one confrontations in the way that you know baseball movies, boxing movies, uh, other other sports seem to be easier to distill into a film than football does. I'm going to give you a good movie you should watch. It's not going to, it wouldn't, listen, first of all, it didn't. It's not the type of movie that would win an Academy Award, Mm -hmm. but it's just a great story. It's called My All-American. I watched it last night. Okay. It's the story of Freddie Steinmark. Do you know who he is? Yes. Yeah, he's from, he's from uh, Wheat Ridge, actually. He went to Wheat Ridge. Uh, A small kid. He was a terrific safety for Texas. Uh, Daryl Royal was the head coach that won a national championship that year. And it is the story of his life. And he tragically died from bone cancer. And it's just a, it's just really a, a touching and a moving story that if you like movies like that, you should watch it. It's a football movie. It's a human interest movie, but Freddie Steinmark, local kid and totally worth watching. You know, I mean, that movie was actually, uh, um, written and directed by the yes. by, by the same person who wrote Hoosiers produced and Hoosiers Rudy. and Rudy. Yep, that's right. Puzo is that his name? A- Angelo Pizzo. Yep. Yeah. Pizzo Puzo. <laughs> well, one of the two. Time now for the lead. 
The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. So last year, ESPN polled a bunch of executives, and they did a story called 10 Big Things That People Around the League Think Could Happen Over the Next 12 Months. Well, they nailed a lot of things that actually happened this season. So it wasn't like they got one or two. They got more than a few. So they did another list, polling executives. And one of the 10 things was about the Broncos. And this is what was written. Denver will break through with its first playoff berth since 2015 with a star quarterback to be named later. This is what was written. Projecting the Broncos quarterback next year is difficult because there's still no hard evidence. The Packers will trade Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson's lawsuits are not resolved. But here's what's to keep in mind with Denver's roster strength. The Broncos had a winning record late in the season with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. No knock on Bridgewater, but he is considered a back end number one at this point. Upgrade the passer, coupled with another strong draft from George Payton, and the Broncos are galloping to progress. Other things that were listed. They believe Aaron Rodgers will stay in Green Bay. They believe the Browns might look to trade Baker Mayfield. And another thing that was said, one executive said this about the Seahawks situation. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, though friendly, have philosophical differences on how to build a team and to attack a defense. Carroll's method is tried and true, focused on a steady running game. Wilson, at least in the past, has wanted to open things up. Something might have to give if Wilson forces the issue this offseason. One AFC executive said, I don't think the Seahawks are as high on Wilson as they let on. You've got to remember, they've looked into trading him multiple times now. You don't do that with a top guy unless you're comfortable with it. How would you like to unpack all of this? Let's start with kind of the Russell Wilson thing, because first of all, if the Seahawks do decide, okay, we're going to move on, I think they're making uh, the biggest mistake they've made in a generation or two, because they're not going to find somebody better out there and they may not find anybody better uh for them for several years at least they could be they could be voluntarily putting themselves into the quarterback wilderness if they trade for Russell Wilson now this article does start getting into where they think where the executives polled think that Wilson might end up and they point to the Saints they point to um uh, the Giants saying that they have two top 10 picks and a market in New York that could attract Russell Wilson. And of course, uh, you know, and, and of course, they're, you know, the Giants, by the way, uh, are going to talk to Dan Quinn about their head coaching position as well. And so that's something that maybe keep a little bit of keep a little bit of an eye on. But they don't, well, they, they don't mention in the, in the part about Russell Wilson in terms of destinations. They don't mention the Broncos in that segment of the article. About yeah, but Wilson. here's the thing, though. They are basing this off of what his agent said last year. Yes. Now, from what I've been told, and I'm sure you have too, 
Wilson would be more than open to coming to the Broncos. And if they do hire, talking about the Broncos, Dan Quinn, that could be a draw. I know what you said about Dan Quinn and the Giants. Mm -hmm. Why in the world would Dan Quinn go to that hot mess of an organization? I know we've got a dumpster fire over here right now in terms of not making the playoffs for six consecutive seasons. But it is not the Giants. That their ownership is not very good. And I know the Broncos don't have an owner either. Gettleman just left. I don't think Quinn goes there unless they tell him you can have full control. As you know, relationships matter when you when you're going to work with someone or for someone. Going to New York might sound great for Dan Quinn. For all I know, he's a New York type of guy. But the truth is. You and I both know there has always been this tie between Peyton and Quinn where they've wanted to work together. I think if Quinn gets an offer, he's coming here. I don't care what else is offered unless somebody says you get full control, like something the Raiders might offer. Like something the Giants could offer. Yeah, and and that's and and that that would be interesting if they did because the Giants they're conducting a concurrent search here. They're conducting a head coach and a GM search. Of course, get first they moved on from Gettleman, he retired. Then they moved on from from Joe Judge. And the other thing is also, I know you you talk about the Giants ownership that that ownership has had very successful stretches though. This is not the this is not the McCaskey. Dysfunction that that you have, and this is you know you I know you said earlier with McCaskey, the McCaskey family, that better the devil that you don't know than the devil you that you do. Most people would probably say the opposite of that. This the Giants, on the other hand, this is one where you say the devil you know has actually proven to maybe not be the devil. Whereas you don't know what you're getting into with the Broncos. And even though you would work with George Payton, and certainly any contract would be would be constructed with a certain amount of security involved for Dan Quinn, if the possibility of of Quinn being able to say, look, if you give me full control with your couple of draft picks, I might be able to I can get you Russell Wilson, this is one thing that could upend the apple cart a little bit. I'll say this from what I've been told by people in Atlanta. Do not put Dan Quinn in charge of your draft because the drafting really wasn't good with Dimitrov and Quinn in Atlanta. You really want to give the one thing that I like about Quinn coming here is it will be Peyton's draft, right? I don't want Dan Quinn drafting. I don't want him shopping for the groceries. He's a really good motivational guy. I think he's a pretty good teacher. He might not be a very good in-game manager, and we talked about that at length yesterday. I don't want to give this guy more responsibility. What if Dan Quinn getting all that could get you Russell Wilson, though? That could make up for a lot of drafting sins. Besides, you'd be giving up draft picks, uh, which he would probably not do well at, to get the quarterback. And it's all about the quarterback. So you're saying the Giants hire... I'm saying if if Quinn. Dan if Dan Quinn could if I were the, if I were with the Giants yep and Dan Quinn said if you hire me and give me total control I can get you Russell Wilson no but that, I would but be a, I'd say where do where do where do we sign you Dan well you know what I can get you Russell Wilson means I'm going to convince my former employer to trade him to me he he better know that not assume that 
Because once you make that hire, right. what if the Seahawks back out of it? Yeah, and they then, could say and yes, then you're, and then they could, and then you're screwed. Exactly. You know, you, yeah. you you can't if you're the Giants, you can't say that they that Pete Carroll and Schneider promised me. Because what if a deal doesn't get done? Then you're stuck with a guy who has full control. Can't do that. Can you? Not it wouldn't not, be, it, it, it wouldn't be like any worse. Would it be any worse than what they've just had? It's you like just a had a, you just had a general manager who used the number two overall pick on a running back. Okay, <laughs> won't won't disagree. With I, I, that's I mean the thing is it's not like the Giants are sitting here in terms of football operations and they've been a fountain of competency the last Mace. few years. They it, haven't. I I literally don't think if you gave Dan if you're that Giants in this hypothetical and you gave Dan Quinn the draft, no, he wouldn't do any worse than you've been doing. Here's the thing. Anybody who knows anything about business knows a deal is not done till it is signed. Don't give me a verbal agreement. So if you're telling me that Russell Wilson has been traded to the Giants with the assumption that Dan Quinn is taking full control, yes, then I hire Dan Quinn, not the other way around. I don't sign Quinn first. The deal for Wilson has to be executed before you hire Quinn. But we know that's not going to happen. That won't happen. I mean, we're kind of in a little bit of a fantasy world here. Right. Like kind of saying that. But it is something you're saying. What what could come up that could derail Dan Quinn to the Broncos? It's the it's the Giants. And again, the Giants being able to have the assets to, that would probably be more attractive to the Seahawks than any package the Broncos could put together. And we've talked about that for months, that the Giants could put together a package that does trump the Broncos. All right, coming up after the break, former NFL GM, and actually he was the executive of the year, executive of the year one year, Randy Mueller, had a very interesting tweet about the quarterback class in this upcoming draft. And if you're a Broncos fan, which I'm guessing you are because you're listening to the show, you're going to want to know what Randy Mueller thinks of this upcoming draft class as the Broncos could be sit- could be considering a quarterback. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend and my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for well over five years. He has done so much insurance work for me, including my auto and my home. He might wind up doing my life insurance as well. Uh, When it comes to doing business with other people, I got to work with people who I trust. I need to work with people who communicate well, and Eric checks all of those boxes. He is as good as it gets, and I cannot give a strong enough testimonial for Eric Cook. With that, 
You want to work with him, his team, Cook Insurance, over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask. They're going to get you the right policy. They're going to follow up every year with you to make sure you have what you need. Trust me on this. Give him a call today. 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Even if you have insurance right now, check in with him. See what he can offer you. And if it's not something you like, he's going to say, stick with what you have. He's really that good. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, longtime NFL executive Randy Mueller tweeted today, quote, I don't think I can recall this number of average college quarterbacks being pushed by analysts to be first-round picks. Somebody responded, to Randy and said, mostly propaganda, Randy, resembles head coaches and GM searches, all narrative and agenda driven by NFL insiders, reporters, agents, and teams leaking information. Randy answered the guy and said, this is true. Lots of agendas. If Mueller is right, and honestly, he probably isn't wrong How much are the Broncos in danger of really, really reaching with a top 10 pick? Because if they're wrong, they are really setting this franchise back. Yeah, the thing is, if if you miss and it's clear that you're missing, you have to be unafraid of taking another swing. And the problem is that most teams that do take a quarterback early, it ends up being a multi-year mistake because then they stick with that guy for longer than they should. And, And you know what? I'll give you an example. The 2011 draft, you get past Cam Newton. The next three first-round quarterbacks were Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, and Christian Ponder. Now, the interesting thing is you get to the second round, and the first two quarterbacks off the board in round two were Andy Dalton and Colin Kaepernick. So it's not – and that's kind of where I'm I'm, – mostly without the guy number one, Cam Newton, that that you had in that draft, you don't have in this draft – but that's kind of where the, the the sense I'm getting on this is that you might be better served. And I think the go back to 2014 when Peyton was with Minnesota and the Vikings trade back up into round one and picked a quarterback and picked Bridgewater 32. You might be better served if you're going to get a quarterback by seeing which ones are there toward the late 20s around pick 30 and then trade back in and get the fifth year option and see where they go. Because at that point you're not you're you're taking you're taking a flyer, but you're not wedded to the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if you pick a quarterback at nine, you're basically saying the next three years are probably are good are going to be his, and that might be a mistake. I know what Broncos fans are going to say: the Broncos need to draft a quarterback, and I get it. They probably do if they're not going to get a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers. I said this earlier in the show. I'll say it again. You know I love my analogies. <laughs> and, You've been on okay. an analogy kick today, even for you. I, I'm an analogy guy because I think it's just another way to put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. An NFL draft when it comes to quarterbacks is exactly like real estate. If you have to buy a home in the next 
three weeks, you are at a major disadvantage if there as if there isn't anything good on the market. It's better to hold off and not buy garbage at an expensive price than to force it and buy something eventually you are going to regret. Real estate is all about timing for what is on the market. And it's the same thing with the NFL draft when it comes to quarterbacks. You can make a very strong case. There aren't a lot of good homes on the market right now. So if you force yourself to buy one right now, you're going to wind up overpaying, potentially regretting it for the next three years because it will set you back. So you may have loved Justin Fields or you may have loved Mac Jones. We'll find out how good these guys are moving forward. But let's say Justin Fields doesn't work out. A guy that a lot of people wanted, a lot of Broncos fans wanted. Mm-hmm. You set your franchise back and what do you? what did you have missed out on? Pat Sertan. And I'm not saying Pat Sertan's going to be the end-all, be-all. But you're still building your franchise in the right direction. You miss on fields, you don't have Sertan. If you pick a guy at number nine as a quarterback and you're really not sure, you could be missing on a guy who could be a cornerstone of your franchise for years to come. And once you are caught in that cycle, it's almost impossible to get out of. And the, th- and the thing is, like the Broncos... One of the things that's hurt them is they've gone fishing for quarterbacks, you could say, in the wrong year. Like they went, you know, they, they had Paxton Lynch in 16. Uh, they might have been better off looking for a quarterback in the Deshaun Watson uh, Mahomes year of 17. They didn't go looking for a quarterback in 18 when Josh Allen was on their doorstep. They picked Drew Locke in 19, but then in 2020, they might have been better served going back in, trading up from 10, tra- trading up into the top five and getting Justin Herbert, who we know they, they liked. And that's where you, you, can, you can conduct the search in the wrong year, and maybe you start saying, okay, how does next year look? And I can tell you, I saw, I, I've seen a few mock drafts already that have as many as five or six quarterbacks going in the top 12. And we know right now, clearly, there are two, probably maybe even three or four, if you start getting into the conversation that includes like Phil Jerkovic of Boston College, you may be getting in the conversation where you've got three or four who are better than anybody this year. And so that's, and and, and look, and I know that's not what people want to hear, but that's where it might be like, okay, you just kind of ha- you start making a long term plan, and you just figure you do figure out a band aid for twenty two. There aren't a lot of good houses on the market. Don't force yourself into buying one right now. Right. I know people want the quarterback right now. You might have to wait until next year. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear there's going to be another bridge water quarterback. I get that, but don't buy a house if there's garbage on the market. Let's flip around what you just said. Let's go back to 2012 when the Broncos had just picked up Peyton Manning and people thought Elway was nuts for drafting a quarterback. That draft had a lot of potential terrific quarterbacks in that draft because Elway knew in 2013 it was going to be a flat-out rotten quarterback draft, and it was. E.J. Manuel was the only guy taken in the first round, and he was terrible, and Geno Smith was taken in the second round, and he was terrible. Elway knew he had to take a quarterback in a quarterback-rich draft. Now, he picked the wrong guy in 
Brock Osweiler, and that's certainly on him. But he could have had Russell Wilson. Could have had him. You could make the case he could have had Kirk Cousins, right? He could have had Nick Foles. He definitely picked the wrong guy in Osweiler. No, no one's going to debate that. Osweiler, outside of Robert Griffin and Luck, are, are, the, are, are, are not in the league anymore. But the guys who were picked later, are st- Foles is still in the league. Tannehill's still in the league. Wilson's still in the league. Foles is still in the league. And I'm not saying that they're all great. But to flip it around, people kept saying, no, get Peyton Manning help. We just got Peyton Manning. Elway made the right decision to draft the quarterback. He just picked the wrong guy. Right. And so then you just have to make sure you pick the, the right guy. I mean, not only the wrong guy in terms of not picking Wilson, but then not long after that, you had Kirk Cousins who for all his flaws was a better better pick than Brock Osweiler. And let's talk just, about time let's talk about timing for a second. Would the Bengals be where they where they are if they weren't really really bad in the right year to get Joe Burrow, right? The, tr- the Colts yeah, yeah. The truth is the this col- might be a good year for the Broncos to stink. Right? But they're not going to do right. that. That's you're not no. going you're not going to see that especially with a new owner, but the it, big picture this might be a good year for the Broncos to be bad. Well, I'll tell you this. If the Broncos are really bad, they have another 10-loss season, George Payton is on the clock. And that's why they're not going to do that. And, and look, right. and new, look, a new owner comes in, a new owner right. that could be worth billions upon billions of dollars. Yep. Everybody's on the clock No at question. that moment. Coming up after the break, a national website named the top athlete from every state in the United States. We'll let you know who they picked for Colorado. And is it the right pick for Colorado? That's next. With Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Dot com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Well, speaking of Park Hill, there's a guy who went to Park Hill from Park Hill, Chauncey Billups. A national website named him the top athlete ever from this top athlete ever from this state of Colorado. They named him. They gave it, uh, they named athletes from every state in the union. They picked one guy or one gal for Colorado. They picked Chauncey Billups. Do you agree? Disagree? You got somebody else? I mean, kind of the in modern times, I'd say as far as a pure athlete, you're looking at him. Maybe you're looking at the late Roy Halladay. Who is a yep. great, great picture, but uh, if he's not at the top of the list, as uh, as Bum Phillips might have said, it doesn't take long to call the roll. Well, I'll put it to you this way: I think when people think of guys from Colorado, 
there is no doubt that Chauncey Billups is wrapped in the state flag. Yes. He is a proud Coloradan, and he makes it known. Roy Halladay, you probably really didn't know that he was from Colorado unless you're a big baseball fan. He's not the guy. Halladay isn't the guy that carried the flag. Okay. Right. Goose Gossage isn't a guy who carries the flag mm-hmm. for Colorado. Correct. He's a Colorado Springs guy. And uh, Jack Dempsey hasn't carried a flag in a very long time. With that, the best ever is Jack Dempsey. He was a heavyweight champ for eight consecutive years. He's the winner. But as you said, modern day. And usually when you talk about modern day, you're talking about the last 50 years. Yeah, we're not talking about, like, for example, like Dutch Clark, who was a Hall of Famer, pro Correct. football Hall of Famer, and election uh, from, from down in Southern Colorado, who, right. uh, yeah, and you're not talking about Wizard White, who, of course, right. you know, won the Heisman and then went on to be a su- Supreme Court justice. We're kind of right. keep, keeping, keeping it in our lifetime, I guess is the way of putting it. So with that, if I took Dempsey out of it and Goose Gossage was fantastic, mm-hmm. okay, nine-time All-Star, won a World Series with the New York Yankees. He was a dominant closer. Yeah. But to me, there is a difference, unless you're Mariano Rivera, there is a difference between a dominant closer and a dominant pitcher, yes. meaning a starting pitcher. Roy Halladay was one of the dominant pitchers of his era. Yes. When you talk about his era, you'd put Roy Halladay top five for sure possibly top three Mm -hmm. with all due respect to Chauncey Billups. He was never top five at any time. Right now. Where do we kind of put kind of Olympians on this? Because like, like Amy Van Dyken and Missy Franklin, like these, those, the two names that would kind of, that would immediately come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you put them there, but they were every four years and that's Mm -hmm. the difference. But then again, you can make the case to do it every four years. Now, granted, they're doing worlds and things like that, but honestly, nobody really pays attention to that. You only pay pay attention to gold medals in the Olympics. I'll give you another guy who I would say is comparable to Chauncey Billups. I would not put him ahead of Ray Halliday. Is Clay's Campbell. And he's one you could, you could get a really interesting discussion about because... He's a borderline Hall of Fame. That's what I mean. He's, I think at minimum, he's going to be in that room for, he's going to be in the 15 finalists. And if usually, if you get in that room, eventually someday you get in the Hall of Fame. And he's at, and even though he's probably going to end up with a career that lacks a Super Bowl ring or even a Super Bowl appearance, uh, he's definitely going to be on the short list. And I mean, again, how many color, how many pro football Hall of Famers? That are from Colorado. I'm not talking about play for the Broncos. That are from Colorado. I mean, he'd be he's he'd be the first in generations to right. do that. Right. I mean, when you look at Calais Campbell, first team All Pro, two time, second team All Pro, mm-hmm. six Pro Bowls, and while I know it is a popularity contest, everybody knows how great Calais Campbell is. But this is what he does have on his resume that Chauncey Billups, who is awesome, mm-hmm. would never have on his resume. Clayus Campbell was part of the 2010s All-Decade team. Yeah, and that's usually... That, that's that your is, ticket into the it's, Hall of it's, Fame. It's, near, it's usually eventually a guarantee that you get in. Sometimes you're going to be like Steve Atwater. You're going to wait a long time. 
But right. usually that puts you in, and that's why, even though he's not from Colorado, it's going to be a fascinating discussion with Chris Harris Jr. because he made all decade for the 2010s. Right. And for Clay's Campbell, if we are being fair, he is 35, and the days of making Pro Bowls and first-team All-Pro, second-team All-Pro, those days are probably behind him. Right. His resume pretty much, if you're pouring concrete, the concrete's set on his career. Right? Yes. Absolutely. So I would say that Calais Campbell is easily the equivalent of Chauncey Billups. Now, others would argue Chauncey was a finals MVP. That's a pretty significant award. Mm -hmm. He was an all-NBA second team, two-time all-NBA third team, defensive second team a couple of times, five-time NBA all-star. But here's the thing. Again, I understand the all-star game is a popularity contest as well, but five times that tells you there were a lot of guys ahead of him. Five times is great, but five times is not a lot to me. It's not right. If you're a dominant player, that's not a lot. Very fair, but sorry. I thought thought you were, I thought you were continuing on that, but, but Billups to me is Mr. Colorado. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. Went to see you, played here, you know, a couple times. We're not taught, but the thing is, like, we're kind of, not this list has anything wrong with it, but we're clearly not talking about California or Florida or even like a like a North Carolina. No. In, in terms of quality and depth here. Right. Right. But if you want to talk about the greatest athlete to ever play in this state, it's Dave Logan. Yes. But he doesn't but he doesn't have he doesn't have the same resume mm-hmm. as Chauncey, Calais, Dempsey, Van Dyken, Franklin, Goose Gossage, Halliday. Right. But, but he's but a what, regional legend, is what he he is. Very much so. Dave, Dave Logan, and, and this is not a knock, Dave Logan is a poor man's Dave Winfield. Mm, okay. And that's that, and that's still a pretty high compliment. That's, yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. But the thing, no. the difference is Dave Winfield achieved hall of fame status correct right and really i mean for all dave logan did as an athlete he he was an even better coach even though again high school level but he is literally one of the greatest high school football coaches ever in this country you know what he is i'll I'll tell you who dave logan is he's he is one of his mentors he is he is this generation's Irv Brown nice. does everything mm-hmm. really, really well, borderline great. Play-by-play guy, football coach, basketball player, football player, pitch man, everything that Dave does, he does at a very, very high level. Exactly. Danny, what do we have coming up on, uh, just in case you missed it? We talked about players being fined for profanity yesterday, and uh, we've got a coach being fined not for profanity. There may have been profanity involved, but the fine was for something else. Bruce Arians being fined by the NFL. What was it for? That's next on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the last segment, told you about my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. She has grown her business because she's great at what she does. She leads a great crew, but her business is growing because she's doing great work. Heather, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. So why did you go from nine to 12 people? You know, uh, the market's been great. Everybody's kind of been expanding, reinventing themselves. And so the need for a bigger team and, and a greater reach was necessary. And we just really work well together. We collaborate and we really work as a team. A lot of other brokers work individually on projects, but we really work as a team. So you get multiple people to help you and Hopefully, whatever your goal is, we're successful in the end. Okay, so interest rates are creeping up a little bit. They're still not high. They're still pretty low, but they are creeping up a little bit. I am guessing, despite that, you are advising your clients to buy, aren't you? Yes, definitely. Um, in the commercial world, there are a lot of uh, tax benefits and also other write-offs that you can have. By ownership, there's incentives from municipalities, so from the cities or the state um, also as well. So it's definitely still the time to buy. And, yes, I have had a couple of clients say, hey, those interest rates are going up. But, like you said, it's not by much, so it's not really going to impact things. It's so much better to own than give a landlord all your money. The, the one thing that I like about you and the way that you run your businesses, and let's be honest here, I used to have my real estate license. There are a lot of brokers out there who want their clients to buy. Why? Bigger commission check. But that's not the way you work. I'm guessing you have more than a few clients where you have said to them, you know what, for you, the best case is to lease right now, right? Yeah, definitely. If somebody has a huge expansion plan, like they need to get multiple stores open, maybe to beat their competitor to the market or whatnot, maybe it's, hey, we can't get all the way across town, so we have to have multiple locations. In those cases, it's better to lease because then you can spread your capital further and you're not investing all in one location. So it is different for each business for sure. But I'm guessing there are a lot of realtors out there that don't think of their client first. They only think of their pocketbook first. And that's why I think you guys are so good at what you do, because you look at each client that you have and say, what's best for you, not what is best for us. How do people Definitely. get a hold of you? How do people yeah. get a hold of you? Our number is 720-608-4201. Our website is impactcommercial.co. And my email address, if you like that, is heather at impactcommercial.co or impactcommercial.co. Now, what I'm about to say to you quickly is a compliment. I'm, I'm much, much older than you are. Back in the day, there was a movie called The Dirty Dozen. Okay? <laughs> That's what you guys are now. Heather Taylor's team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. You're not nine anymore. You're the Dirty oh. Dozen. And that is a compliment. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Thank you. Have a good day. Time now for the final. Bye. Time now for the final word. The final word. 
presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians uh, could be seen Sunday during the game kind of hitting Bucks safety Andrew Adams right on the helmet and getting visibly uh, upset with him on an Eagles muffed punt. Uh, he has now been fined $50,000 by the NFL for his actions. It's hard for those on the outside looking in to really understand the relationships between players and coaches, but when do a coach's actions cross the line? Good this example. isn't Woody Hayes. This isn't Woody Hayes where he punched a Clemson player in the throat. This isn't Bob Bob Knight who choked Neil Reed. I think that Arians was trying to get his guy out of for, not, I don't want to say harm's way, but he didn't want his guy getting into what looked to be a skirmish. Isn't that fair, Andrew? A, a little bit, yeah. But I think there's, I think right now maybe we're we're in a different time than we than we were back back then, and I think the standard is a, li- is a little bit higher. Fair. And so, uh, I can see why they looked at this and said it was fine. That's the thing; it was a league fine, not a team fine. It was a league right. fine, and it it certainly right. would have been a greater fine if that I think if that player had not been a player on his own team too. Just in case you missed it, uh, Broncos Twitter account said that as the hiring committee was doing the interviews today with Gerard Mayo and uh, Gannon, they were in Providence, Rhode Island. Have either of you ever been to uh, the smallest state in the union? I have. Multiple times. I have too. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, usually when the Broncos play the Patriots, more often than not, they stay in Providence rather than Boston. It's a it's basically the same distance to Foxborough as it is from Boston. Traffic is a little bit less. There's some really good Italian restaurants uh, in uh, in Providence as well. It's 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 a, it's a pretty cool town. I like it. Yeah, uh, Rhode so Island I, has a special place in my heart. I lived there for four years no in, in middle school and then as yeah. a freshman in high school. So definitely a a very cool uh, cool little state up there in New England. Gave the world Seth MacFarlane, a Family Guy fame, and other cartoons. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Alex, great job running the controls on milehighsports.com. Danny, of course, you punch all of the right buttons for our show on 98.1 FM. As for you, Mace, you always push my buttons. Make it the best possible that you can.